Uh, my name is Joseph James. I am I'm a business developer with uh, Real Estate IQ, and I am the, uh, primarily responsible for the commercial data and tools. Uh, with me, we also have Aaron. Uh, Aaron, I'll turn it to you if you want to uh, do a quick introduction, and then we'll go into the content. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, Aaron Holkren here with Paragon Development and Consulting Services here in uh, uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, we are a uh, real estate investment and development firm that specializes in office, retail, industrial, uh, multifamily, uh, storage um, developments, and do a lot of value add stuff. And um, been around, uh, been doing this for 10, 15 years, and, and just really excited to be working with Real Estate IQ and, and Joseph today, and, and uh, be here for any questions and, and help that we can provide. Thanks, Joseph. All right, thank, thanks, Aaron. Thanks for that. Uh, so let's get started. So, so what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to look at the ROI Muse deal analysis tool. So this is a commercial deal analysis platform. Uh, this is part of Real Estate IQ now. So you have not only the data that you need to uh, get deals. So we know we all know, know about the, the data Real Estate IQ provides, including any kind of distress list, right? Uh, foreclosures, uh, probates, and uh, tax delinquencies, and pretty much everything that's out there, Real Estate IQ has it. So what we are doing now is we are also bringing tools. So once you have the data, you also need tools to analyze the data, analyze the property to see if it's a good deal and if it meets your criteria, right? So that's so this is the first time we're going to take a look at uh, ROI Muse, which is a commercial data analysis platform. Uh, we are also working on a residential data analysis platform that should be coming online in the next 30 days or so. So we'll be starting doing demos for that uh, in the coming days. So please sign up for those demos as well. So let me let me go on and uh, so the website is uh, it's a web-based application, so nothing to install. You can just go straight into ROIMuse.com. Actually, let me open up this here. Uh, maybe log up. All right. So once you already created an account, uh, I'll go one step back so everybody's on the same page. So once you go into ROIMuse.com, here's our landing page. To create a free account, you just click on free account. And you can sign up with Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Microsoft. Uh, if you if you already have any of those accounts with any of those companies, then use that account to create an account with ROI Muse. Uh, if not, you can just create a free you know you can create a local account with as well. Just type in the information below. Uh, so once you're done with that, to log in, all you need to do is you know it'll take you to the login screen. Click on login. Uh, once you're logged in, uh, these are the calculators or the tools we currently have. So we have the commercial deal analysis, commercial lease analysis, and then we have a bunch of free calculators. So this is mostly on the commercial side. So if you're working with a multifamily property, you know, duplex, triplex, quadplex, office, retail, industrial, multifamily land, you know, if you're doing development projects, hotels, uh, you name it, pretty much everything, uh, you know, you can analyze using this tool. Uh, we're going to walk through a, a case study for a multifamily property today. I think that's the one uh, most people are more familiar with. And then uh, once we are done with the presentation, then we can uh, we can take questions as well. And Aaron will be here to answer some of those questions. Uh, he has a lot of experience in developing properties and also acquiring uh, multifamily and commercial properties and operating it and uh, you know and uh, making it you know good investments for him and his partners. All right, so let's get started here. So what we're going to do first is we're going to take a look at the commercial deal analysis uh, tool. We'll click on that. 
So these are all the deals that we have already analyzed in the tool. So what we're going to do here is we're going to create a new deal. So to create a new deal, click on new deal. And it opens up the basic analysis form. So we're going to show you how to step-by-step uh, -step do it. So the first thing you need to do is you need to give it a name. So let's say we'll call this uh, Dallas multifamily. And we'll call the analysis name. Yeah, we'll keep it as default analysis and property type we'll select multifamily. And I'm going to save on the left side. So that is all the required input that you need to do. So what we're going to do first is we're going to do walk through a very simple analysis and then we can show you uh, something more complex, right? So, uh, so first thing you need to do is let's say, you know, we put in the purchase price. I'm not going to enter all this information here. So all this additional information about the property, if you have the information, you can enter it, but it's not required. Uh, but if you want to produce a nice looking report for your investors, you know, especially if you're trying to raise money and things like that, then you may want to fill out the, all of the information so it looks, you know, nice and neat. So let's say in this case, uh, we have this property that's $1 million and acquisition cost, we can put in 1%. Uh, for those who are new to the concepts, acquisition cost would be, if you're syndicating a property, meaning that if you are if you are the one who found the property and you are the one who did all the due diligence and you're putting the deal together, then you can, you, you can charge an acquisition fee from your investors, right? So typically one to 3% is what we see in the market, uh, depending on your credibility and depending on how good the deal is, right? Now, acquisition fee can also include things like, uh, you know, the, your due diligence fee, like your, your inspection fees and your environmental study, and uh, what other expenses you may come across as part of acquiring a property. So you can you can include that in the acquisition fee as well. So now, uh, now let's talk about take a look at uh, are we go, how are we going to finance the property. Uh, in this, you know, by default, it's paid seventy five percent loan to value, so that is a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar loan. Uh, so it'd be 25 plus 25,000 and 250,000 down payment, right? So you can either enter a percentage or you can enter a number. Let's say we enter 80,000, 800,000. So you can see now the percentage of that calculated to 80%. So you can do either or. You, you don't have to enter a percent. You can enter the actual dollar amount. Now, let's say this interest rate is about 5.5% and we're going to amortize it for 25 years. And then the loan cost, uh, let's say we have a loan cost of about $5,000. So the loan cost will include things like your lender fees, uh, your closing costs, you know, title fees. And I mean, you can put the title cost, it doesn't matter. You can put in the acquisition cost or in the loan cost. At the end of the day, it's all going to add up to the same number, right? So, uh, so typical loan cost will include lender fees. And if there's any origination points, and also any discount points and as well as appraisal, right? So those are some of the, you know, costs associated in a financing a property. So you can get an estimate from your lender or you can just uh, just guess maybe 1% of your loan will be uh, your loan cost. So that's it. So once you're done with that, so that's all assumptions that you need to enter for acquiring the property. Now let's talk about how long we're going to hold the property. So every property, when, you, when you're talking about a commercial, what we are essentially doing is we are building a business plan, right? And being a part of a business plan, just like if you if you are buying a business, uh, in this case we are buying real estate with the business, right? So we have to forecast, you know, how the property, how we plan to manage the property, what improvements we are planning to do, how much rents we can raise, and uh, what rents we can get, and you know, a lot of other assumptions that we need to do. So so that's where that all goes into the operating assumptions. 
so let's say we start with, you know, we think uh, the potential rental income. So again, potential rental income means it is the income that you can get, the maximum income you can get for a property. Like, you know, for example, if the property was operating at 100% efficiency, meaning that you're getting the maximum rent, you know, the market will bear, and all of the units were 100% occupied, right? So that will be the potential rental income. So let's say we start with $250,000 there. I'm, I'm just making up some numbers here, but I'll show you how to back into that number also. Uh, we'll assume, uh, you know, in year one, uh, so this is a for, this is basically building a pro forma, right? So uh, when, you, when you're in the process of due diligence, the seller is going to send you actuals. So you have some idea about how much, how the property is operating currently, and then you have to, you know, project out uh, what is your year one going to look like. Right. So in this case, let's say, you know, the property is currently running at about 20% vacancy, but we can assume that in our year one, it'll be about 15%. So we'll put that in there. And as you can see that as soon as I entered that number, that number got applied to all the other years as well. So the data input in the tool is very easy. Now you can also say other income. So if you want other income, let's say we have other income in a multifamily would be things like parking, covered parking that people pay extra for, uh, laundry, uh, maybe wash and dryer rentals, uh, and anything like that, right? You know, so sometimes vending machines, uh, if the property isn't as, you know, in, in by the side of a major highway, you can maybe also add some, uh, you know, billboards and, you know, uh, cell towers. So there are different ways you can uh, add, uh, add, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, add income to your property, right? So in this case, let's say we have a modest $5,000 of uh, of annual of other income and uh, expense recovery we will just leave it at that for now typically an expense recovery applies to you know office retail properties that are you know there's a concept called uh, triple net properties where you know the tenants will pay a base rent and uh, and the expenses are reimbursable right so landlord may pay for the expenses but they'll send a bill to the tenant to get that reimbursed so if there is reimbursement income or what we call expense recovery, that's what that goes, you know, you can put that assumption in the next line. Um, in case of multifamily, most of the time what we see is what's called a RUBS, R-U-B-S. It's, uh, it stands for Ratio Utility Billing System. So basically, you know, sometimes you, you know, if the, if the, if the you know, if other properties in the area are doing that, or if you think that your tenants will be, you know, willing to pay that, you can bill back um, for water and utilities, right? And so everybody will pay a prorated share of how much, uh, you know, on top of their monthly rent, they'll give you an, an additional amount for covering for the utility expense. So that is something that we see more common these days in multifamily. So that is something that you can put in the expense recovery. But uh, in this case, let's say we are going to just, uh, for the operating expenses, we are going to select, uh, we have, you know, there are multiple ways you can enter operating expense. So we're going to select an option to include, you know, in, you know input the expenses by, as a percentage of gross operating income. So I'm just going to stay, you know, we're going to say our expenses are going to be about 45%. And how do we know that, right? It could be based on historic performance of the property. So the currently, you know, last three years or the last two years, we look at financials and we know that, uh, expenses are learning about 45%. So that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is, you know, we also have our, you know, benchmark data. So benchmark data would be provided by third party service providers where you can look at it and say similar properties, you know, let's say for example, a C-class property in Dallas uh, in certain area, 
100 unit plus 100 to 200 units uh, should be operating at a you know at a you know at a 45 percent expense ratio or 40 percent expense ratio so that data is available out there for you to purchase uh, or, or provided to you as part of different systems right so that's what uh, that's what most brokers and most lenders use to underwrite properties you know so either you look at historic performance or you look at benchmark data all right so that's we have that and we'll we'll leave the capital expenses for now we'll just come back to it later so that is basically it you know we've done with our analysis so it's simple as that right so we have you know so let's go to make a few more changes let's say the rents are going to go up about three percent a year so i can enter that three percent and as soon as i you know tab out of that field you can see that three percent got applied everywhere now if you look below as we are entering the data, everything is in being recalibrated in real time. So, uh, so you can kind of see, you know, so you don't have to do any of these calculations. Everything is done for you. So that's the beauty of, you know, tools like this. As long as you know how to analyze a property and what data, where to get the data from. So a lot of the data is just basically local market knowledge. So you have to do some research to find out what the rents are and things like that. Right. So. So let me go on and save it since we have, um, you know, so this is as simple as it gets to do a very basic analysis. Now, once you're done with this, let's look at the results. The results are in the last column here. We're saying it's a 11.96% cap rate, you know, based on if you paid a million dollars for a property uh, and based on, uh, so if you look at the numbers here, so we said our potential rental income is 250,000 and you can see that 250,000 here. And we said there's a 15% loss from vacancy and collections and bad debt. And so there are different ways that a property will have a loss. So most of it comes from vacancy. Some of it comes from, you know, you're either leasing below market. And so you're not leasing at your potential. And also there's always going to be some collections and turnover vacancy. So all of that is bundled into the vacancy factor. Now you can look at now we have other income is 5,000 and then your gross operating income is 217,000. And now your uh, gross operating expenses based on that 45% is 97,000. So that's how we, we calculated the NOI. NOI is kind of the holy grail for, uh, for commercial analysis. So everything is based on NOI, net operating income, right? So you'll hear that a lot because the property value is calculated based on the net operating income, which is how much cash can that property generate and then you know you apply a cap rate and the cap rate you know would be determined by the market right you know it's all it's basically it comes down to how much other investors are willing to pay for similar properties so if other investors are willing to pay you know a six percent cap rate then you know then the market cap rate is six percent right you, you know that that's just that is a function of the market right you can't make up cap rates and the cap rates are going to vary from property to property like you know you can have It'll be based on the location of the property. It'll be based on the age of the property, condition of the property. It look, you know, based on you know upgrades of the property. And when you when you're talking about office and retail, it also factors in you know the who are the tenants, right? So if you have a really good tenant who's a you know like if you have like a Walmart or Walgreens or you know McDonald's, you know if you have a really nice national credit tenant, then investors are willing to pay more, and you will see the cap rates are. It was like that, right? Versus if you have a local mom and pop boutique store, then investors are, so that risk is higher, right? Of them defaulting. So the investors are not willing to pay as much. So the cap rates will reflect that. That's right. So that is just the basic idea of 
how cap rate and cap rates work. But for the cap rate to work, you have to first, or you know, in order for you to apply a cap rate, you have to first calculate the net operating income. So that's what we have done here. So you can see all the metrics are calculated for you. So and we can go ahead and save it and say you're done. You know, so basically you you done done the simple uh, your first simple analysis with the tool. It doesn't take a lot of time once you know how to use the tool. Now let me do another deal quickly, and then we'll show you a couple of the deals that are you know more information in it. So let's say we want to create a new new deal again. We'll call it uh, we'll call it Dallas. Uh, same thing here. We call it Dallas multifamily, and we select multifamily. So you can see that we can analyze office, retail, industrial, self storage, and other. Right. So I mean, uh, pretty much any property asset type you can analyze using the tool. But uh, you know, so concepts are the same. So we just keep it multifamily for now, and save. And in this case, let's say that there is no price. Let's just ignore this one. We'll just put one dollar in the price, right? So that uh, you know, we don't know the price. You know, you you know, a lot of the time, you know, in multifamily, you know, people ask you make an offer, or they'll say price is determined by the market, right? So how do we how do we know how much to offer for a property? You know, if, we, if they're not even if there's not even an asking price. So let's take a look at that. So I'm showing you another way to do the same analysis. In this case, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the rent roll. So you can see in the operating assumption section, we have a few links here to say rent roll. So we're going to click on rental income and it opens up a worksheet for our rental uh, uh, rent roll. So I'm going to add, uh, let's say I add three rows here and we'll do, we'll call this one bed, one bath. And the second one we'll call it uh, two bed, two bath, and then we'll also have three bed, three bath. So these are the different unit types at this property. Uh, to make it easy, we'll just say these are hundred units each. Okay, so we have a total of three hundred units at this location. And now here's the most important thing, right? Market rents. So market rent is something that you have to find out from doing your own market research. So a lot of the time, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on that because that's how you determine if there's a value add opportunity for this property. Uh, let's say for market rent, you know, so we've done our research, you know, there are different data sources like CoStar and, you know, there's so many other data sources, uh, commercial brokers who can provide you with this data. Uh, but we also encourage, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, who is acquiring party to also do their own due diligence. Uh, a lot of the time it requires you doing rent surveys and it can be done, rent surveys can be done very easily, right? All you need to do is find similar properties in the area and call them and you know find out how much they are charging for rents. And also walk those properties, take a look at the units and see what they have done, right? How, how they have upgraded the units to get that rent. Uh, you can also look at what amenities they have. You know, do they have a swimming pool? Do they have a dog park? You know, Do they have barbecue area, you know, you know what, what, uh, what amenities are they offering to get that higher rent? So you can easily, you know, uh, not, I mean, with some effort, uh, this is part of acquiring a property here. So, I mean, this is a multi-million dollar property. So you have to do the due diligence. And uh, once you do the due diligence, you know exactly what's the maximum rent you can get in that area. So in this case, let's say our maximum rent or the market rent is going to be for one bedroom, we'll call it you know $800 a month. And for two bedrooms, we'll make it thousand. 
and for three bottles we'll make it 1400. All right, so the so square footage, uh, we'll just do, uh, well, let's do 700. Um, this will be 900 and 1100. So that's just the square footage of average. Again, this is averages, right? So we are not going to, if there's 300 units, we are not going to enter 300 rows to, for each unit. We're just going to average out by the, by the unit type. So one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, right? So those are our three unit types. In some cases you will have, you know, maybe 10 different unit types, but in this case, we are trying to keep it simple. So now let's look at how many units are occupied. So we can do a hundred, say, you know, say let's say this is a hundred percent occupied building, which is usually rare, but you can see now your number of units is hundred, number of units occupied is also 300, I mean. And let's look at the current rent. For current rent, what we'll do is we'll use the same as the market rent. I want to just show you something and then we'll make some changes. So 1,000 and 1,400. All right, so this is our rent roll, right? So let's look at this line here, which is loss, uh, and it says 0%, right? So I want to make sure that everybody understands the concepts here. So it says loss is 0% because 100% of the units are occupied and 100% of the units are leased at the market rate, right? Okay, so let's make some changes here. Let's say, you know, there's only 90 occupied for each type. All right, now if you look at the loss, it says 10%. So basically there's a 10% loss to, loss to vacancy because only 270 out of the 300 units are occupied. Okay, great. Okay, so that is more like a stabilized property. So not a whole lot of room for you to improve, right? So for you to go in there and you know make some repositioning or uh, you know you know or implement your strategies, right? So let's say you know in this case, what if the these units were running poorly, a little bit below market, seven hundred, uh, we'll call it nine hundred, and the three bedrooms are twelve hundred. So. So now I've changed the current rent. Now you can see there's a 21% loss, right? So now, now it's looking more interesting. Again, you know, when we're talking about commercial properties, there are two kinds of investors. You know, there is people who just wants to enjoy the cash flow. They don't want to do any work. Those are what we call the stabilized, you know, they're looking for stabilized properties, right? So there is always, you know, investors, especially, you know, the institutional investors and private equity funds, and things like that, uh, you know, folks like that that are looking for stabilized properties. You know, they just want to acquire a nicely done property. Somebody has done all the work for them. They want to enjoy the cash flow on day one. Now, then there are other people that are looking for properties that have some value add component, right? So they want to go in there, do some work, increase the value of the property, and that's where lots of money is made. But it also comes with a lot of lot of work as well right so and, and somewhat maybe a little bit higher risk as well right so uh, but those are typically what do you see two kinds of investors so Aaron uh, I'll stop here I know you are a value-add uh, apartment deal uh, syndicator so you want to add something here to yeah no I think that's uh, that's a great piece I mean when, whenever uh, whenever we're looking to do uh, value-add deals you know it's um, not not to get too granular, but it's it's being creative, it's being um, it's being able to see what other people can't see, and uh, Joseph's tool here uh, really helps, you know, being able to vet that and and see where you can take that market rate rent per square foot 
um, and where you can get it to. So. All right. Awesome. Is that a minimum, uh, you know, let's say, you know, are you looking for a minimum efficiency rate or, uh, you know, like, you know, would you do something at a 20% loss or is there a sweet, sweet spot for you, Aaron? Um, so there's the, the, the short and the short and quick answer to that is yes and yes. So, um, I, I've found that, um, in doing deals, um, uh, I have rules that I go by, but there's always an exception to the rule, right? Because there's something unique and different, which is, which is what's fun about, you know, doing a multifamily deal. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, like, like Aaron said, you know, you're looking for something that other people are not seeing, right? So a lot of people will look at a property and say, oh, there's nothing to be done here, but people are experienced and have you know, a little bit more creativity can figure out a, hey, uh, I can do something here to make it perform better. Right. And, and, you know, increase the revenue and by increasing the revenue, you're going to increase, you know, increase your, uh, your returns. Right. So that's, that's a concept here. So let's say uh, what we're going to do is we're going to check these and say, now we have a 21% loss in, you know, let's say for, you know, currently or for year one and save and close. So we're done with the, the, uh, the rental income worksheet. So you can see that number from our worksheet, let me open this again, that the $3.8 million and the 21% got applied to our main worksheet. So last time when we did the analysis, I just entered the numbers, right? So you can do it either way. So in this case, we went a little bit more detail, right? Because we don't even know what the price is. Okay, so now let's do, let's say we're going to say that the rent is going to be appreciating 3% a year. And let's make this a seven year, seven year hold period. So that's our business plan that we're going to hold this property for seven years. And you can analyze up to 15 years. So, you know, any, any year in between. And for the vacancy, what we're going to do is because we are acquiring a property that has some value add component, we know we're going to renovate the property. You know, we're going to, uh, you know, renovate the units and we're going to add some amenities and we're going to be able to bring the loss down, right? So we're starting at 21%, we leave it at that. Let's say in year two, we can bring it down to 15%, and in year three, we can bring it down to 10%, and then we'll leave it at that 10%, right? So okay, you, can't, you can't reduce it to zero because there's always going to be some turnover and other things going on. All right, so other income. Again, we have a worksheet here for other income. Right? So I'm going to go in here and I'm going to add three rows again, and you can add as many rows as you want for all of this. So we call it laundry. Uh, cell tower and parking. This is covered parking that people are paying extra. All right, let's say we have a laundry is about $5,000 annual income and cell tower, we're getting a $2,000 rent a month. So you can enter either annual or monthly. Uh, and parking, let's say we're getting about you know $1,000 in in parking revenue a month. So that is about $41,000. So now we are done with that. Uh, so we can save and close. Now you can see that 41,000 got applied here. And let's assume that, you know, this we are going to get a 2% more every year for that. And expense recovery, um, remember what we talked about for the rubs, you know, maybe some utility bill bags. So we can say that, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to switch this to say, I want to enter that in the dollar amount instead of the percentage change. And we'll leave the first two years alone. We are not going to be able to implement 
uh, any kind of a utility bill back in the first two years because a lot of the leases are already in place. You know, you can't go changing changing anything on them right now. But let's say as the leases turn over, we're going to start implementing loves slowly. And we can say that, okay, maybe, you know, we'll start with $5,000 in year three, maybe, uh, and you can see that 5,000 gonna apply to all the other years, right? So let's say we'll increase that to 7,000 in year four and maybe 10,000 in year year five, and then we'll leave, leave it at that. So that is an additional source of income for us, right? Getting, getting tenants to pay for some of the expenses. Now for expenses, you know, we'll, again, we'll just use a percentage factor here and we'll call it 40%. All right, so, so we are basically done with that. And right now, let's say, you know, only thing we need to do, we still don't know how much we should pay for this property, right? So if you look at the net operating income, it's calculated one, a one you know, uh, about $1.8 million is your net operating income. So this is a pretty substantial big project, right? So, and, and it's very typical for these properties to be put out there with no price. So what we can do is now, again, we had to go back and figure out how much other people are willing to pay for these similar properties. So that, you know, that, that's where the cap rates come in, right? So you can see now, if I want to say these properties are trading for about 6.5 cap rate, or this is a big property, so let's say 7% cap rate. So we'll put in 7% here in the, in the criteria, and I'm going to click on this recalculate price here. What that does is it's going to tell me how much I can pay if I want to buy this property for 7% cap rate. Okay, it said, so you can see the price got changed to $26 million. So if you want to buy this property, you know, at a property that's going to give you, uh, you know, $1.8 million NOI per year, you know, at 7% cap, cap rate, you had to pay $26 million. Now there's also a concept of yield or IRR. So let's make this property expenses. This is probably, the 40% is probably not enough. This is a, it looks like a nice property. Your expenses are going to be a little bit higher because there's a lot of amenities and a lot, lot more. So we'll make it 50% and see what that looks like, right? So if it's 50%, then uh, if you want to buy this again at four, seven cap, again, I can click on the button again. It'll tell me, okay, if I pay 21 million, 22 million, 21.9 million, then I can buy this property at the 7% cap rate. Okay, so let's go back and look at our assumptions and see, is there anything else we need to do? So we already input the rent increases per year. Uh, we already calculated the, the maximum rent or potential rental income. Uh, we have the vacancy, you know, we already, we are done with that. You know, so we have done with everything here. Only thing we didn't do is the capital expenses. So in this case, let's assume that, you know, there is about, um, you know, there, there are, we, we plan to spend a lot of money on the, you know, on the cap rate, on the capital expenses, right? So again, you can go into also one, but before we do that, let me also show you the operating expenses. So when you click on operating expenses, it's going to default and give you most of the common expenses. Uh, you can add or delete lines or you can rename it. So property tax, insurance, repairs and maintenance, utilities, uh, landscaping, pest control, salaries, payroll taxes, property management, asset management, advertising, you know, HVAC service, you know. So these are typical operating expenses associated with the multifamily, but every property has different, you know, uh, different expenses and different things. So you can add more rows by clicking on that or delete the rows you don't want. And, uh, and also rename it if you want, just type over it about what your expenses are. So that's how you capture the details of operating expenses. 
In this case, we are not going to do the details because we use the percentage benchmark information to calculate that. So, but you can capture all the details here as well. Okay, let's go into the capital expenses. And now you can say, okay, we have some couple of capital expenses. We'll call it landscaping or exterior. We'll just call it exteriors. So let's say we are, we are planning to spend about $100,000 on, on the landscaping and maybe painting the exterior. And let's say for upgrade units, upgrading upgrade units, uh, we plan to spend about maybe $300,000 or maybe $400,000. So that's about half a million dollar of capital expenses, right? So we're going to take that find you know, half a million dollars and apply it here. Now you can see that capital expenses become uh, half a million. And now there is about uh, 300 units here. So we can do for the subsequent years, we can use like a, maybe a $300 per unit for capital expenses ourselves. So we will do, uh, let's say it's 90,000, right? Okay. So now we're done with that. So again, you can see as I'm entering the data, everything is, else is being recalculated. So now you can see your cash on cash return in year one is negative, which is okay, right? Because in this case, it's a value at property. We are doing a heavy rehab. We are spending $500,000 in year one. So, and if you look at the table here, in your, your cash outflow, or you're in a negative cash flow situation in year one, but that changes quickly in year two, right? Because uh, once you're, that's because you're spending $500,000 for capital expenses. Now, a lot of that capital expenses can be rolled into the loan uh, or acquired as a separate loan uh, to cover for the capital expenses, right? So that's something, you know, a little bit more detail uh, that we don't want to go into that right now, but understand that that rehab cost can be included in your acquisition, a part of your acquisition, you know, so that can be added into the loan or held into escrow account or something like that in a separate second loan. All right, so, so this is what we have done so far. And, uh, you know, so we've basically done with analysis. We backed into the price, it's $21, $21 million. But let's also take a look at the yield. So let's say for doing all this work, you know, right now it's saying that we're going to get a 25% yield, which is pretty good, right? On a property like this, on a project like this, on a seven year. Uh, but what if we want 30%, you know, just to make sure, you know, we are a little bit more cushioned there. So we can put in 30 as our criteria and then click on the recalculate price on that. And now it says, okay, now we can pay $19 million. So if we pay 19, if we can get this deal for $19 million, then it's a pretty sweet deal, right? We can, we are forecasting a 30% return on investment per year, right? On the average, right? So that is the, that's the yield of the IRR. Uh, and we'll cover details about how, what all of these metrics mean. What does cash on cash return mean? What is, uh, what is, you know, return on investment mean? And what is debt service coverage ratio? What is uh, internal rate of return and net present value? These are, you know, it's, it is not, it is not with difficult concepts, but it takes, you know, if you're not, you know, if this is the first time you're hearing those, uh, you know, it will be a little confusing, but, you know, I think that's where we'll have follow up. Uh, you know, detailed classes on how, what each of these means and how that applies to your investments. Now, even if you're a passive investor, then, you know, you need to understand these concepts because when somebody is pitching your deal, at least you can ask, you know, some smart questions or intelligent questions. Uh, if you're a deal sponsor or if you're the active investor, then, you know, you also need to know some of this language because you need to know how to analyze a property and also, 
have the same conversation with your investors, right? You know, about those, those are the things that they'll be looking for. So that's all I wanted to cover today. Uh, there are a lot more features in here. Uh, what I'll do is, uh, you know, I will send you a video uh, that shows a little bit more of the uh, different features. So you can do multiple scenarios and compare. You can do multiple deals and compare. Uh, there are a lot more features in here that you know uh, we'll cover those features in upcoming webinars, and we'll also do case studies for office, retail, industrial, you know, uh, and uh, maybe self storage. So you can kind of see they're all very similar, right? It's just minor differences on how you do the rent roll and things like that. But otherwise, otherwise the concept is what we're talking about here is called a discounter cash flow analysis and using cap rate and NOI, right? So that's uh, this is how it's done. Um, so we'll cover more details in the upcoming classes. So let me uh, go through. Uh, let, let me, uh, Aaron. Let's. Uh, I'll let you add in. Why not? If you want to make any comments or add anything to it. No, I think that's great. I think uh, um, uh, next week um, the topic is going to be uh, basic terminology, basic understanding of commercial real estate. So. Awesome. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you, everybody, there next week, next Tuesday, same time, 11 o'clock. So what we'll do right now is uh, I'll, uh, I'll go through uh, some additional information about uh, Real Estate IQ and services we provide. And uh, we also stayed, uh, stay till the end because we also have a, a quick survey for you uh, to find out how we can help uh, each other, right? So Real Estate IQ is looking for uh, people to volunteer, people to, you know, partner with us, you know, there are a lot of opportunities, right? So there's a lot of opportunities for everybody to make money here. So uh, let me go through that real quick. All right. So, so first thing, you know, free services, right? So there are a bunch of free services you can sign up for. So for example, you know, we have a, yeah, a heat map, multiple heat maps, right? One shows you where is all the deals, right? Where is all the foreclosures happening? And you can also look at where are we finding the, you know, the more discounted deals. So for example, in Tarrant County, you know, there's a lot more deals to be done than in Collin County, right? So once you know which areas to focus on, then you can focus your marketing dollars in those areas, right? Those are where you can have a higher chance of finding a deal. Uh, and then we also have the rental income uh, or rental index heat map. Uh, once you sign up, you're going to get an email every day with the deal of the day. Uh, this is on the residential side. So you can kind of see, you know, where those deals are and what those numbers look like. So every day you get an email with one deal that, you know, what that our team finds for you. And uh, we'll be uh, introducing commercial deal of the week. So Aaron and I uh, will be working on that. So uh, that should be coming up soon. You can go out and sign up for that. But uh, we'll we'll have that coming out uh, probably starting uh, in, uh, in in November, right? So where you know we'll look at the market and, and pick one or two deals uh, and send them your way to say hey, these are some of the deals that you can take a look at. Now we also offer deal finding and deal analysis one on one consulting. Uh, it's hundred percent hundred percent free. So go ahead and sign up for those and take advantage of those forty five minute sessions. So we have both deal analysis and uh, deal finding. So deal finding would be, you know, how do you use the, you know, the distressed property data to market to uh, the distressed property sellers, right? Uh, and how we can do off-market deals. And also to look at MLS, for example, and look at what deals are out there that are discounted and how to find those. So those will be part of the deal finding. And the deal analysis would be, once you find something, you know, how much do you want to offer? How do you run your numbers? 
to make sure that you know that you 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 know you understand how to anal analyze the property to make sure that you know the property is going to give you some returns. All right, so um, then we want to know how we can work together, right? That's that's this is a collaborative effect. You know, we are all looking to help each other. So tell us how we can help you better, right? Are you an investor? Are you a lender? Are you uh, do you have another business in the real estate uh, that you know we have a large database of potential customers and customers, and we like to help promote your business. You know, let us know how we can work together. Like you know, if you're a hard money lender or if you're a private money lender, if you're a passive investor. Are you looking for uh, real estate coaching? You know, we have uh, companies that we work with that uh, that are one of some of the best out there in in in, uh, in in providing coaching on real estate, right? So we can connect you to the right people. All right, and uh, and and also give us your, tell us your timeline. Like, when are you looking to buy? You know, are you looking to buy commercial or residential? I know, and what can we do to help you? Uh, then let me talk through the, the tools. Uh, so basically, you know, we have the deal analysis suite. The deal analysis suite is where, you know, the, the tool we looked at ROI Muse now, uh, the one we looked at is commercial, but we also have the residential one coming out soon. So that is how you analyze the property, right? So, you know, part of that also will be a rehab estimator, right? How do you estimate your rehab budget? And, and other tools that will help you make make you make make your business you know more productive right so we'll that's part of the deal analysis suite and then uh, then we have the deal finding suite this is where the data comes into play so we have off-market data we have all of the county data and also the mls deal finder right so so there is there's a lot of data here and i think all of that details will be covered on your 45 minute strategy session so we'll you know we'll tell you more about you know, all, all the different aspects of the data and how to, you know, how much it costs and all of that stuff. So we, we are also offering skip placing services now. So basically you can not only get the data, you can also get emails and phone numbers. So it makes your life a lot more easier if you want to, uh, you know, you know, do a direct marketing to those sellers. Now you have their phone numbers and emails as well. So, uh, all right, so these are some of the data we have, pre-foreclosures, you know, evictions, probates, uh, airship, uh, tax delinquencies, you know, you know, this is not even a complete list. Uh, there is probably about 10 or 12 different sources that we provide for, uh, for one price, right? So it's not, it's all, you get everything uh, for a price you pay and you can pay by, by the different metros. And if you're only working in Dallas, you can just buy by, you know, purchase the Dallas data. If you're only working in Collin County, you can buy the Collin County data, right? So whichever way, you know, you whatever works for you. And then finally, you know, we have a great real estate uh, investment community. Uh, we have, we work with several organizations. Uh, every, everybody's collaborating on how to bring value to everybody, every, you know, for, to each other, right? So be part of the community, join the community, uh, it, it's a great learning learning tool. A great plan to connect with people who are actively do, you know uh, act, doing active deals in the market, right? So that's that's how you learn. That's your you know you can you know if you're new in the business, uh, that's how you can you know get going really quick. Uh, if you're already an experienced person, uh, then it will benefit you even more, right? Now you can contribute as well. So we are looking for people who can help others. And you know, in you know, in in different ways, right? So whatever we can, you know, work together, let us know. So, so volunteering, you know, at events, and you know, we also have referral partner networks. And if you're looking to make some additional income on the side, you know, you can promote our business and make a make a commission on a sale as well. So if you're interested in something like that, we'd like to talk to you as well. 
For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.